Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Gospel Unplugged. My name is Pastor Ben Cieslick, and we are in the middle of a sermon series called Singing Our Faith, where we are looking at biblical texts, but also hymns that help shape and inform our faith, some of our favorites as a congregation and as people of God. And today, to join me in that effort, I have one of my favorite colleagues, maybe my uh, favorite oh, colleague. Oh, Pastor Cieslick, you're too sweet. I love working with Pastor Cieslick. I am Pastor Freeman. Good to see you all. And uh, we have a great hymn today, uh, Children of the Heavenly Father. Mm -hmm. it, it's a favorite, uh, particularly of folks from Scandinavia, Swedish yeah, 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 Swedish especially, mm -hmm. and uh, we're accompanying this hymn with uh, a piece of scripture from Matthew's Gospel, chapter six. We begin with verse twenty-five. Jesus said, "Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing?" Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your span of life? And why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lily of the fields, how they, neither, how they grow, neither toiling nor spinning. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not clothed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? Therefore, do not worry, saying, what will we eat or what will we drink or what will we wear? For it is the Gentiles who strive for all these things, and indeed your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But strive first for the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Lovely text, hard mm -hmm. text. It, like there, There's beautiful poetry in this, um, but also some challenges for us who, uh, who may worry. Yes, but... In so many ways, as you read it, I felt so relieved. I was like, why do we worry, Pastor Cieslick? Why are we so wired to think about the future so much or dwell on the past? God promises to be with us right here and right now. And yes, yet it is probably the hardest lesson for us to learn. For it's sure. Relief when you hear it. Um, yeah, there's just some beautiful themes that, that emerge in this of being uh, children. Um, mm -hmm. of, of God, who God cares for and tends and 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 worries uh, <laughs> provides for, yeah. and and that uh, leads us very nicely into the hymn yeah. for today, "Children of the Heavenly Father." Uh, it's a beautiful one, uh, one that we sing uh, often. I learned this um, today as I was getting ready for our conversation, but. This is kind of the official, unofficial baptism hymn of Sweden. Oh, I didn't know that. I Neither knew did it I. was played. Did you notice that we often play it as families come forward right. for our baptisms? Yeah, Not we, our, our esteemed organists play it, but yeah. uh, I didn't know it was official in Sweden. Well, I think it's official, unofficial. Like yeah, it, it yeah, always gets used. Uh, also, fun fact the uh, woman who wrote the text for this probably wrote this when she was like 17. 
I read that one. Did you? I actually read that one. Yeah. Yes. Isn't that I amazing? I thought that was super interesting. Yes. So what, what do you love about this hymn or what, what stands out to you or? Well, this hymn is a family favorite. It's one that my family sang every night at bedtime. Really? It is. And my dad even taught us to sing the harmony to this hymn. So it's the one hymn in the whole entire hymnal that I know how to sing a different part besides the melody. So I love that. But because we sing it every night at every bedtime routine, it also gets sung at every funeral and um, probably baptism too, but you know, we're beyond baptism age in our family. Um, what was very special for me was when my own dad died, uh, Dr. Anton Armstrong from the St. Olaf Choir, the director of the St. Olaf Choir, was a member of my last church, mm -hmm. and he sang Children of the Heavenly Father at my dad's funeral. So it's a very, very sweet and memorable hymn for us. And what's even cooler, this is a very personal thing, but he, Anton's father died unexpectedly, and John Ferguson made the special arrangement of this hymn for his dad's funeral. Yeah. And Anton had just sung it in my church a couple weeks before my dad died, and my dad died unexpectedly. And mm. then I asked Anton if he would sing it, and he said I'd be honored, which is like a huge gift in itself. And then he sang that arrangement that was done. so lots of just personal, like it just brings me a lot of peace and hope and love. Yeah, I think it's fascinating. Uh, that, that it has this place of importance in, in those big moments in our life uh, because yeah. there's some, some beautiful promises in it, uh, but also some of the promises almost feel a little, I don't know, outrageous. Like, mm. like uh, as the, where is it? Da, 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 da. Like, uh, God his own doth tend to nourish in his holy courts they flourish from all evil things he spares them. In his mighty, mighty arms, he bears, bears them. them. Right? Yeah. That's not the verse you want to talk about, but but there's something in that that feels like, well, there are moments where we suffer and yeah. experience hardship, and yet this this promise uh, offers a, a, a different reality. And I think you kind of want to get at that do, with yeah. verse three. Well, verse three. So neither like this is another interesting fact that I found. The author of this hymn, Lena Sandell, has written. Like 2,000 hymns, I think. Pretty she's prolific. A, she's a prolific hymn writer. And she wrote this one at age 17, perhaps. But what is interesting about her is that she had undergone a ton of suffering in her life. It's sort of like the hymn, um, It Is Well With My Soul, where Horatio Spafford also wrote that the day after he found his kids that all drown at sea. Her father, who she was very close to, had, dr had drowned. And he was a Lutheran pastor. She was raised in this pietistic Swedish household. She knew the warmth and the grace of God. And I think when I learned the backstory of this hymn and recognized that it could seem sweet and sentimental and saccharine in some ways, when you recognize that the impetus behind it is yeah. actually sheer suffering. Yeah. It's like, holy moly, she was a deep girl, 17 years old, yeah. with a deep relationship with God. And that carried her. And this is another cool fact. At her funeral, at her funeral, did you read this one? No, I didn't. It was at, I, I need to write this, at her funeral in 1903 at the age of 71, thousands came to attend her burial in Stockholm. And at like so, it's like so many Swedish funerals, the choir began to sing the line, neither life nor de death shall ever, as, as she went to her burial. And that's what I wanted to get to today was the neither life nor death shall ever. There's a promise there that comes to life in this song as sweet and as simple and as children related as it is. 
It is profoundly effective for reaching all ages and all demographics and obviously thousands of people at funerals. So I, what more can you say? I mean, Romans that, 8 is encapsulated in that. You're right. It's exactly Romans 8. There is nothing in this life that can separate us from the love of God in Christ yeah. Jesus. And it makes all kinds of sense that this is a baptismal hymn because our life begins with that promise and it ends with that promise. Yeah. Uh, and, and the totality of who we are as, as children of God is wrapped up in that promise that we will never be separate from God. Yeah. Um, so then why do we worry? Back to the... Back, Back to, to this. Text. Do not worry. Yeah. Why do we worry? Seek exactly. first the kingdom of God and all these things will be given to you as well. Yeah. Um, God has promised it. We just need to be reminded of it. This hymn does that for us. It's beautiful. So what would you invite people to, to think about and consider as we prepare for uh, Sunday? I would simply say, when have you experienced God's promised most fully through music and i.e. especially this hymn, because as you can see, I love this hymn. It's it's amazing. I mean, uh, I loved what you shared and uh, sort of the backstory. And I I think uh, what I I would kind of piggyback on that a little bit and invite people to to think about the ways that our experience in life enrich something that's familiar. Right. Every time we sing something in a new context, in a a new setting, it adds a a different dimension, a richer dimension. And so um, I'd invite folks to think about uh, a a piece of music that has changed or deepened or grown in meaning uh, for you throughout your life, just like you're you're talking about. Uh, It's a a song you sang every night, um, but each moment in your life brought new richness and and meaning and depth uh, to your and every time you then sing it, you encounter it. So yeah. I'm excited to, to sing this uh, yeah, on Sunday. Um, and we'll look forward to join, joining all of you in singing and, and learning more about this hymn. Uh, it's a communion Sunday, and so that will just be fun to sing and celebrate that meal with you uh, uh, on Sunday. So looking forward to it. Thanks yeah. for being with us. Bye, everyone. Thanks. Thanks.